Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Okay, so here we are again today with another episode of Women in Electronics Leader in Highlight Podcast. And I am here with somebody who's become one of my favorite women in the industry just because of how awesome she is and how tenacious she is and how she could just get stuff done. But anyway, I am here with Christy Pearson from Arrow. Christy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jackie. I'm excited. Uh, yay! I'm excited too. So Christy, you are Director of Business Operations at Arrow. So mm-hmm. let's just start with that before we get going with, you know, all these other things I want to ask sure. you about. Tell me about your position. What does this entail? What What does a day in the life of Christy look sure. like? Operations has a really wide hat, I would say for sure. For me, I'm in Aero Global Supply Chain as a service, so I support our fee customers and engagements. For an average day in the life with me, I work as a liaison between our IT development and our customers to make sure that what we are solutioning for our customers can actually be done from a development perspective. Um, I project manage things that we need from an operational standpoint to continue to gain efficiencies in our business. I work on the KPI and metrics to make sure we meet all of our SLAs. I get to look at new innovative tools to do all of these things, including CRMs and new reporting tools that we have. So it's really a lot of innovation, efficiency gains, and then working as a liaison between what do they want and what can we give you. Well, it's kind of a big (laughs) position and I'm sure you have done. And let me just ask you, you know, how did you wind up here? I ask every single person this question because I don't really know that any of us like were in our kindergarten class saying, oh, we want to grow up and be, you know, in the electronic industry, you know, we all got here somehow. So what's your story? How'd you get here? I make that statement all the time. I never thought I would do this growing up. But when I look at the skills that it takes to be in operations at a company like this, um, these are the things that I've gained over time in every job I've ever had. And that's multitasking, you know, juggling the things that need to get done and prioritize things one over the other, not just your wants, but your needs. I started out in a branch and then just kind of was always open to being the person to learn new things. If there was something new coming down the pipeline that we'd never done before, I wanted to understand it, right? And I'm not a tinkerer. I don't break things apart just to put them all back together um, in a figurative way, but I do think that's exactly what I do in an operations role. And even though I came up through our product management team and quoting and working with suppliers and understanding our core business, I've also been able to move to support our 12 largest customers. I was in Aero Digital for three years in, in the operations of a website, which is completely different than the operations of a core business or fee. And I think what I've benefited from and after 17 years in being in operations comes down to who you know and how you get things done. I know where to go. I don't mean who I know just to grease the skids type of thing. I mean it in the way that I know who does that job because I've 
been around long enough or worked with them or, hey, we used to work in a different position together. I can make a phone call and say, hey, I need help getting this done. Who should I go to? And people know me and they are open to sharing that. And it helps me to be able to get things done. And that at the end of the day is my job is to get these things done. Wow. So I've seen firsthand example of that, getting things done as far as helping with women electronics as well. So you definitely know how to get things done, Christy. Thank but you. really, you said something that you always want to learn. And this goes back to the whole curiosity uh, conversation we've had with a lot of people. You know, it's really great as we progress in our careers to stay open, to stay curious, to always want to learn. Right. That's probably what makes you a really good leader too, I imagine, Um, because you just seem very much to me like very open to new ideas, which I love. That's a very inclusive mindset. Thank you. I think it's important as a leader in any company, as much as you can, to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. I can't be proficient at everything. What I need to be proficient at is the leading of a team, getting from the start to the finish, but not necessarily the things in between that get us there. I spoke earlier about innovative tools. I don't know everything about all of these tools and Google will only take you so far, but there are people out there who have certificates and bandwidth to support you in learning about these and how they could affect your team or fill a gap that you have. And so Surrounding yourself with people that are willing to go have that same curiosity is important. Understanding, you know, as a leader, there are certain things I make decisions that affect other people. And and that's both an honor and sometimes it's unfortunate. (laughs) But I think for the most part, if you can be thoughtful about how you do that, if you can look yourself in the mirror when you make decisions that will affect other people, both positive and negative, then you're doing the right thing and staying true to yourself. And I think that's what's important for the most part. Yeah, I agree with you. So let's talk about you were addressing talent. So you and I were kind of talking about this before as far as this is really, I wouldn't call it post-COVID, it's like now living in the world after experiencing COVID and moving forward with this new world we're in, how it changed a lot of things. So we went drastically back to a work-at-home environment, Mm -hmm. which prior to COVID, think about it, companies were not open to this whole remote working model. They were forced into it. Now, here we are, a lot of organizations are starting to bring their people back. We're seeing a big disconnect now Mm -hmm. with what talent, especially diverse and women in particular talent, want the flexibility, want to be able to have a hybrid model or something moving forward. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just address this issue because it's such a relevant and critical challenge that everybody's dealing with. How is it that Arrow is addressing this? So right now... We're in kind of a hybrid model, I would say, and we are allowing that flexibility for what you're most comfortable with. Will it always stay that way? I don't have any insight into that. I do know that as a leader and hiring talent and looking for new talent, you do have to have that flexibility. Not every position obviously is going to be able to do that. There are certain things you have to be in a building for, warehouse and things of that nature. But in a position such as mine or a team like mine, mine is global. 
And some people are at home. Some people choose to go in the office. We have people in Europe and Asia, in Guadalajara, here in Denver. I have people in Boston. I don't particularly think that nowadays it matters where you sit. I think it matters how you feel and a more flexibility gives more engagement to the employee. It makes them happier. We talked about if you're a happier employee, you are a more productive employee. I think that the game has shifted in the last two years and Mm -hmm. we are now moving more towards an engagement model with your team. How Mm -hmm. much can you have a conversation and listen and it matters and that matters to the employee now. It's not so much to just come in, put your head down, here's a pencil, get your work done. It's a lot more of how do you feel? How are you feeling about everything? Are you overwhelmed? Do you need more support? Can we talk through an issue that you're having? Or how are you reaching your goals? What can I do to support you? Um, Or what questions do you have about them? Right? And I think all of those are really important to have good talent around you. Now, we've seen the great resignation, people are leaving, they've had two years to love the flexibility of working from home and spending more time with their family and all of these new things they've picked up or old things they've re-picked up and they don't want to give them up. And they're realizing that work is important, but it might not be as important as they had prioritized it before. But if you can keep your mind open to what's best for this employee and the company, then I think that's the right thing. And I think that most of our leadership would echo me in that. Well, It's a really good point because it is a shift in mentality. Now, so let me ask you, a lot of people listening, a lot of leaders, everyone's in the same position right now, but as we are more concerned about each employee's well-being, are they overloaded? Are they feeling the need for help with things? Are you feeling that that's productive? Are you seeing the benefits of that show up in the workplace? I am. Like I said, a happy employee is a more productive employee. If someone just comes in and does the bare minimum because you treat them like you appreciate the bare minimum, um, they're not going to go above and beyond. They're not going to come with new ideas. They're not going to be willing to go and look at a new tool of innovation because what's in it for them? You're still going to treat them mediocre regardless of how good the job that they're doing. So what I found is both in this position and my previous one, there was more engagement and more productivity because we're asking, how are you doing? It doesn't take very much to be kind, but it is different than how things used to be. Um, And the shift has just happened over the last two years of a, it's no longer you should be thankful to have this job I'm giving you. It is now, I'm thankful to have you in this job. How can I help you succeed? And that is a huge shift. It is not comfortable for everyone. It is not easy for everyone. But I think if you plan to be a leader moving forward with where we are in the cycle now, you need to make that shift as as quickly as you can or however you're comfortable. But you need to get to that appreciation of it. And really, it should be a mutual appreciation. I think now when you do get the flexibility and you're working with an organization that's really willing to care about you as a person, Mm -hmm. it should be really mutual. You know, it it, it really should. But okay, so here's the thing. So as we're talking to the talent, and we've had these conversations before where women don't always communicate their career goals. And with this new model you're talking about, the type of leadership, you're talking to people more, you're asking them about their career aspirations, you're sitting down with them, Mm -hmm. you're trying to get them to the next level. 
So this is the new model of inquiring versus waiting for them to come to you. It's actually pulling it out of them, knowing where they stand. So what do we do when we're advancing people and probably they should be advanced, right? If they're doing a good job, how are we filling those gaps when we're in a talent crisis? That's kind of a big question. I know, Christy, but can you address (laughs) how you're handling that? Sure. I don't think I can solve it for the world for sure. But I think if we start now, you have to start somewhere. Having thoughtful conversations with your talent and possibly if you are a leader of leaders with their talent and understanding a bench will create itself. Talking to other leaders in your organization about who is a hypo for them, who who is some up and coming. Maybe I'm not looking for an at a high performer yet, but somebody who has shown that they want to get there or, or relayed that in some way, kind of a someone to watch type of thing, right? And then when you do have a position, be the leader that someone wants to come work for. Mm-hmm. Be the person that gets 99 applicants because everybody wants to work for you. Be that person. And if you can, then the bench creates itself because you put in the time to get to know these people. They now know you more often than not, people are scouring for who the leader is. And I can't say that it's always a positive look when they do that. So I think some people lead differently and some people align with a leader differently. Not everyone's going to align with my leadership either. So I know that. And I try to hire for the personality because I can teach the skills. So are we going to get along? Have you shown an aptitude for trying new things and having an open mind? Because operations is what you make of it. At this point, the the machine has to turn and somebody has to be there to make sure that it continues to turn. So that's an opportunity to learn almost every day something new. I just love that concept because one of our other leaders that I did a podcast with, she said something to me very similar to what you just said. And she said, if you're applying for the position, you probably have the skills. She's like, the last thing we should be concerned about usually is if they have the skills for the job. It's do you have that diverse mentality? Do you have the inquisitive mind? Do you have the ability to learn and get along with people? So these are all the things we look at now that we Mm -hmm. didn't look at as much um, in the past. But okay, so... I'm going to shift and ask you kind of a really tough question um, that I just kind of want to bring up because I think, you know, women in electronics, when we partner with our sponsor companies, we actually take a lot of care in doing that. We don't just partner with just anybody. We we really actually, it has to be the right fit. And, you know, here we are in a very male-dominated industry, right? Mm-hmm. So I would have to say that historically, Arrow hasn't had that kind of presence of being diverse-minded, mm-hmm. progressive in that area, although very innovative and progressive in a lot of areas. So right. we are partnering together. And I just wanted to ask you, from your perspective and representing Arrow, why is it that Arrow is hopping in the game now? Right. And where are you on the spectrum and what are your goals with this whole sure. thing? Sure. And it's a fair question. I think everybody could fully agree that we're not as high on the spectrum as others are for sure. And I can't honestly tell you how close we'll get to that top. But I can tell you that they have put their money where their mouth is. They are putting resources together to jump in the game now. 
we could argue whether we were or should have been in the game years ago, but we are now. And I think that's important. I think we have leadership that sees how important it is to be diverse, that women are part of the future and we are coming. <laughs> My entire organization is women. I work for a woman. <laughs> there is a lot of leadership change at Arrow around females and even other underrepresented groups as well. And, and I think that's the important part. So to those that rightly so make that statement that we're not quite at the top of that spectrum, we're not. Are we ever going to be? I don't know. But I certainly want to be about getting us as close to it as we can or getting us further along the path and guiding others with me as I go. Well, I appreciate that so much. And I always say to organizations, just hop in where you're at. It's kind of like you said, it's just that decision to move forward. And we always say at Women Electronics, we never look back. We only look forward. And there's no company that's perfect in this area. So some of them are farther along on the spectrum, but still want to hop in the game. And then we have others that are hopping in at a different level, but it's the fact of that decision is the success, the decision to hop in. So I appreciate you, Christy, and so many people, we were really shocked how many departments and how many people came together to support this initiative. So kudos to you and uh, a lot of the leaders at Arrow for really stepping up and wanting to push this forward. So we're excited for that and um, really appreciate um, everything you're doing and some of the leaders are doing. So, but beyond that, we only have time probably for one more question. Our time goes fast on these podcasts. I think that you addressed a lot of levels of diversity too. So women electronics were here to represent women, but also women of color, you know, a lot of different aspects within, you know, women electronics. Um, But if you look at our talent, and especially if you look at a lot of rising talent, they need mentorship, leadership advice. I would say a lot of organizations have really cut the development budgets. We have a lot of, you know, the trainings around products and these other things, but a lot of people don't seem to have been developed a lot along the way in their growth and leadership development. So what is it that you would say if you could have some major guiding principles, some things you've lived by, what would be that mentorship advice? Honestly, I think what's helped me the most is having a mentor. And I've had multiple ones in my career, but just having a safe place to have a conversation and work through an issue or a problem or this is what happened is really important. And sharing doesn't make you weak. It makes you open to understanding how to either prevent something to happen again or to make something happen. How do I get from here to there? I'm really frustrated. So having a mentor, I think is something as a mentor, I would always uh, recommend someone do, Mm -hmm. but also being open to those new opportunities. They're scary. Nobody's going to tell you everything's going to be easy because if it was, then everyone would do it. But at the end of the day, be open to the new experiences that come your way and be open to new challenges. And failure only means you need to try again. Let's try it a different way and see if it works that way. Tweak yourself and learn from it. And then, like you said, don't look back because you're going to have failures. Anybody who's trying has failures. At the end of the day, you just have to keep moving forward and keep your mind open and wallow for a few minutes and then stand back up and start marching again. I mean, I think everybody could say they've had those times in their career. I know I certainly have. So 
don't grow roots. Make sure that you're comfortable moving, not every year, not every three months. That, that doesn't show longevity, but be <laughs> open to new opportunities when they come to you and when it's appropriate in your life. Happy personal life, happy work life. That's a good balance, right? There are going to be different times in everybody's career when they want to be reaching for something or they just want to be where they're at. And that's fine. And those things can change over time, age, family, whatever. Those things are be open to those and know that just because you're not going up doesn't mean you're not moving. Oh, I like that. Just because you're not going up doesn't mean you're not moving. I'm going to quote you on that. I really like that a lot. And, you know, I heard someone else say something. If you are not willing to fail, you're not willing to succeed. Right. Right. Because that means you're trying new things and you're 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 being responsible and making these decisions. But we all have to just keep adjusting. I would say that with women electronics, the thing I find the most is that a lot of times women don't want to do something until they feel like they can do it perfect. Right. So, you know, if we look at a job, uh, you know, they're going for a job and there's 10 requirements listed. If they don't have like nine, (laughs) nine or 10 of those requirements, they won't go for that position. But it's like no 60, like the back of your hand and learn the 40% that that is something our male colleagues do very well. And I also agree with you. You said change. How critical is this? Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell you a short story because I know we're running out of time, but I started in the industry at a rep. And I was in college and I needed someone who would work around me going to school. And I was in the interview. uh, His name was Tom Hubbard. I was in the interview with him and he's talking to me about resistors and heat sinks and all these different components. And I'm a 19 year old kid. I have no idea what any of these things are. This was the late nineties. And I just looked at him at the end of the interview and I said, I have no idea what those things are, but I'm smart. I have a short curve. I'm reliable and I'm not expensive. I just need someone that's going to work around the school that's important to me. And he called me two days later and offered me a position. So I think being honest is important, but you're right. Know and master some of them and be willing to learn the others because there are leaders out there that are hiring for that skill. And it's not listed in the list. It's not in the drop down, right? But we have to feel that come from you while we're having that conversation. I love that. It's not listed in the list. It's probably the most important thing and it's not listed there, but we are out of time, unfortunately, but I am so honored that I got the opportunity to talk to you and that we got to have you on the podcast. So Christy, thank you for all you're doing. Uh, Thank you for your leadership in not only Arrow, but the organization, the industry, I should say. So appreciate having you here very much. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate asking and me being allowed to. I hope it comes out okay. And I really appreciate the time. All right, Christy. Well, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.